You're listening to The One Relationship, where we believe a strong marriage is the foundation for successful families, communities, and cultures. I'm Kate. And I'm Tanner. We're your hosts, and we've each had our share of unhealthy relationships. When we met, we committed to not repeat the mistakes of our past, so we set out to learn everything we could about creating a rock-solid marriage. Join us every week as we bring you real talk from our experiences, other married couples, and relationship professionals we trust. To start strengthening your marriage now, head over to theonerelationship.com and get access to our free marriage manifesto today. Uh, Welcome. Welcome, welcome to The One Relationship Live. We are Kate and Tanner. Hi. And uh, go ahead and let us know where you're tuning in from. And if you'd like, uh, we're going to cover a couple of questions today. Let us know where you're tuning in from, what's going on. And uh, if you'd like to uh, text us your questions uh, because you don't want to ask in the chat, feel free to ask in the chat. Uh, but if you'd like to just text us a, a question, uh, you can do so at 720-459-4219. I'll drop that. Actually, it's in the uh, description. Uh, 720-459-4219. And we'll be taking your questions uh, and um, talking a little bit today about the episode that was released on Monday yeah. uh, with Lejean and Ashley Witherspoon. Uh, Lejean, obviously, from Seven Dust. I'll, I'll let you um, talk more about your relationship since that's uh, your relationship. <laughs> well, so it really just started in the late 90s as I was getting into radio and into hard rock music. Uh, it all began on uh, Seton Hall University's radio station, WSOU. So that's where it all began for me. And I heard about this band called Seven Dust and uh, really just fell in love with it. I, I, I wasn't a hard rock girl. I didn't grow up with that in my music, in, in my childhood and in the household. Uh, so I loved that they were sort of heavy and then they had this melodic side to them. And that was something that I really gravitated to. So I became a fan. And then over the years, as I got into Sirius XM, uh, or I should say, actually, uh, right before I got into satellite radio, I was at a Seven Dust concert. And I happened to be backstage, friends, you know, people who I were with were friends with one of the opening bands. And we uh, just all started, you know, talking. And uh, I learned about satellite radio. And that's actually how uh, my career started in radio. And then over the years, going to Seven Dust shows, and uh, interviewing the band, we started to build this friendship. And I'll never forget, I was in a really, really bad place in my life. And uh, the the wives of Seven Dust, along with uh, Michelle Damon, Johnny Damon's wife from, from the New York Yankees, uh, they, they invited me to come down to Florida. They were all down in Florida where they, where they live and said, look, you're having a rough time. We want to help you. Like, let's just get away. And, uh, and it was just one of, I mean, it was a, it was a challenging weekend. I had some, some stuff to go through, but I was so grateful to just like that. They said, Hey, you know, you're having a rough time. Like come hang with us. And we just had a weekend together, all, all the, all the girls, all the wives. And it was just so special to me. And it still is such a special um, memory that I have. And I remember sitting on the beach with them being like, 
oh my god, I'm hanging out with seven dust wives. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> um, I'm like total had a like geek moment. Um, but they've become family, you know. I love the whole band and the wives and knowing the kids and meeting them and um, it's just been such a cool, cool journey. And so uh, we surveyed people asking who uh, you wanted to hear from in our podcast. And Ashley and Lejean Witherspoon were in the top three. So we're like, okay, let's make that happen. And we did. And we're so grateful that they came in to, uh, to our podcast and shared just some ins and outs of their marriage and how they keep themselves grounded uh just you know funny stories i mean the they, crazy they, home depot story crazy home <clears throat> depot story like they just um it just was really cool to see you know we normally hear from lejean as you know band interviews and hearing from them and just sort of that content so to hear them as a married couple and to hear Lejean share stories about Ashley and how their family did. Weren't they talking about like Kingston, like running around naked and, you know, I mean, just yeah. to see how he's just like a dad and uh, it was great. It was just a lot of fun to have uh, a, a, about an hour time with them and chat, yeah, chat I think it up. There, there's two things that, uh, that I took away that I wanted to talk about on here. So one, starting with the Home Depot story and, you know, you've got to listen to the episode um, from from Monday to really get that whole context of the story. But the short of it is like they went to Home Depot. They're doing some home projects. I feel like that's like a lot of people are <laughs> taking yeah. up home projects uh, because you're home so much. So uh, they're doing some <laughs> stuff. They went to Home Depot and and Ashley had, a you know, an intuition, a feeling that mm -hmm. uh, she shouldn't go in. She should go back to the car. Um, and, uh, the kids were, you know, in the car, it was just a quick trip. And uh, what transpired was essentially these people that had, uh, I think what they stole something from Home, Home Depot, Depot, then they went over to break Acro into this other place. Yeah, like across the street from Home Depot. And they had like parked right next to the Witherspoons. And, and so again, you got to listen to get the whole story in context, but the point out of that is something that I think, you know, I've experienced in my life. I know that you've experienced as well. Yeah. And that I think we're uh, seeing at scale right now is people aren't, for the most part, actually listening to their intuition, the yeah. inner voice, God, however you view that. And, and people are like, oh, I don't know what that is. You know, for me, I'm like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. But... The reality is you do. We've all had moments where there was something that came over us that were like, go this way instead of that way. Or you go in a direction and the hair stands up on the back of your neck or you just get a feeling about a certain person. And we've been uh, we've actually been discussing this uh, just sort of this topic in general uh, with our therapist over the last few weeks. And and she's like, um uh, hey, hey, and I see Jimmy's question, yeah. uh, and 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 we owe Jimmy. Jimmy actually texted us in too, and I think there's a little more context there. Okay. Um, so we'll we'll get to that. Uh, thanks, Jimmy, for tuning in. Um, but we've we've been talking to our therapist about uh, basically listening, listening to our intuition, listening to those things that come up, and children are uh, actually the best Very at this, good. even before they have words. Um, you know, the example is. 
uh, yeah, should yes, be the seven brandy, sins. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So Well, and we used to say, like, give yourself a gut check, right? We used to say that yeah. often, like, listen to your gut. What is your gut telling you? Oh, and Nicole's here, too. We've got, I've got uh, a Nicole. response for Nicole, too. Yeah. Perfect. Everybody that... Nicole's uh, like, finally call you guys. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, we have... Okay. We, yeah, we've got, we've got about uh, 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're running a which, little tight on time. Which is not... Not a lot of time for us. That's okay. okay. We're going to make um, it happen. The point is, listen, especially right now with all of the noise, all of the noise from the media, all of the noise from uh, social media, from your friends and your family, like all of the noise around you is um, bombarding us. Uh, and, and so take time for us. That's quiet time in the morning. It's meditation. It's it's prayer. Uh, there's a lot of science around meditation. We're learning from people, uh, Green Beret in the military, uh, Scott Mann, former uh, NFL football player, Bo Eason, um, two programs that we're a part of. And these guys are, you know, these are some badass guys that are talking about the importance of meditation and breath Breathing, work and yeah. taking control of your brain mm -hmm. and you being in control of your outcome, not allowing all these external forces to control you. And meditation is one of those ways that you can do it. There's probably thousands of free meditations on YouTube. Uh, we can go into this topic a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I think we should. But, yeah, let's but becoming, do that. Let's you know, that. still and listening to your voice. And I'll tie this into uh, to Jimmy's question about how. Wait, if I can just say though, yeah. uh, if if you're like, how do I do this? My days are so chaotic right now. Like. Even if you have to drive somewhere, like just turn the radio off, you know, just turn the radio off and just take your drive in some silence and allow yourself to be present or use your time in the bathroom to just be still and don't look at the phone. Like just there are little ways that you can incorporate some silence and rest your brain to just focus on breathing, take deep breaths, uh, close your eyes and and just be you know as still as you can. So there's ways to incorporate it. And like like we said, we're, we'll uh, we'll elaborate more on this on on another live. Yeah, we'll but, go into it more. Yeah. So Jimmy's so question Jimmy. is, how do you or should you incorporate political discussions with your spouse, especially as we evolve as people? Mm. Should it be a topic <clears throat> we selectively quote unquote tune out to focus on more important things? And that's um, kind of a a little more detail. And and I think what you text in. Uh, last week, Jimmy, just about how do you deal with sort of challenging conversations, you know, with um, external family members, your your own spouse, and especially in a in a season of um, politics. Um, here's what I'll say is that my first wife, <laughs> uh, we were on the same political. We agreed politically um, on you know most things. I guess I would say we had a similar political view. Uh, Kate and I. Uh, did not. <laughs> uh, we didn't. Uh, we didn't agree on politics or religion, which are uh, you know obviously two of the big things that uh, that a lot of people get tripped up with with their family. We had, we, at least when it came to religion, though, foundationally for our relationship, we came to a common ground though in order for yeah. our marriage to work. So I just want to preface that. Yeah. Yeah. It's and 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 here's what I'll say politically is that we have uh, we have come together more 
on that. Um, probably, you know, me changing sort of my lens more so than than Kate. But it wasn't something where it was like we. I don't think we've ever had a political argument. Like we kind of look at the news and the headlines and like laugh about how childish and clownish and dumb most of this stuff is. So, you know, and we both recognize that the news is for their own agenda and ads and their money making agenda. So we both, uh, we both like recognize that. So even though we might've had political differences or the, you know, as far as, where where we uh, supported like we also knew that like both sides had their own issues the news has their issue and and we agenda, agenda. everybody has an agenda um or well we had yeah yeah the agenda Here, that we here's the be deal. a part of it, and, and talking to uh thanks for tuning in randy yeah, thanks randy uh here's the deal and, come back and, and listen more we'll and give you more and this was talking uh, again to Green Beret, spent 20 years in the military, and and I said, hey, isn't there billions of dollars being spent to divide us? And he said, yeah, billions of dollars are being spent to divide us as a society. We're seeing it in our politics. Uh, we're seeing it. I know this is. I know this is a maybe a smaller scale, but since the NFL, uh, you know, it's football season. Think about football. Think about how much money is spent in the NFL and like my team versus your team. It's no different. Politics. Somehow people think that you know politics actually matter more. Um, and, and listen, we think that this is a very important uh, presidential election. Mm-hmm. And at the same point, like it's not really going to affect our lives one way or the other uh, immediately who gets voted into office. Um, Nobody's life is going to be different on November 4th or December 4th or January 4th based on who gets put into office. There are longer term consequences. um, But I think if you're having conversations and you're having arguments, and I used to do this with my stepdad, which is when I decided to turn off the news is that he watched one flavor of news <laughs> and I watched another flavor of news and we got together at the holidays and got liquored up and we would basically just argue with each other based on the information that we had each heard from our uh, preference news of news source. Yeah. And and so what I realized, I was like, this is, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, here's the deal. None of us really know the truth, right? We don't really know the truth. The, the, the news certainly Gosh, does not... Dog promote the truth. The news promotes an agenda. The news promotes uh, taking sound bites and clips of information to to paint their agenda. And so I know it's a very personal thing, but what I would say, Jimmy, is uh, you may have hit the nail on the head, which is that I would conserve the energy uh, in your conversation and in your relationship for things that are more in your control. I think you said things that are more important. I would also suggest they're more important. But I would say things that are more in your control, arguing with your spouse or their family or anybody else, quite frankly, over politics and things that you don't control is just not an effective use of your energy. And that's really what it comes down to. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's not good. It's not bad. It's your team, my team. It's a fact of the matter that we only have so much time in a day and in a lifetime that you want to be really purposeful about what you're spending your energy on. And I would focus those conversations on things that you have in your control. And politics is not it, aside from how you cast your vote 
in the you know mail or the ballot box. And and there is so much, so many people, so spun up about politics on on uh, social media. And I just don't know. I posed a question a couple weeks ago, like. Has anybody actually changed their view? Like, has anybody well, come from gonna... the left to the right because of what they've seen, or the 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 right to the left? Like, that's what I was gonna say. You're you're gonna end up arguing with someone, and they're not gonna change their mind. Like, you think making more and like getting louder and going after your point, and don't you see? And it's like this, and that's a lie. Why don't you believe it this way? Like, they're not gonna change their mind. Right. They have to change their mind all on their own by the experiences they have with who they support or the matters that they support. Like it, it's all on them. Like we're not going to change their minds. So to to have all this energy go into an argument and this heated discussion and raised voices like it's just not worth it. And we as a society already have an overwhelming like thousands of negative thoughts innately life like it's just innately negative because so we're wired for survival we're why right we're wired for survival so we have to do our part to focus on what we have control over and what is the positive in whatever situation or focus on you know just positive thinking words of affirmation like it's just I and I was in this place for a very long time. And we both no... argued a lot about politics in our before we met each other. Yeah, like we were both way more political than we are now. And so wonder we I care. had like ten years of depression. We care. We vote. We have our yeah. opinions. We mostly laugh at the headlines because it's all like it's it's an agenda. Once you step back. And go, oh, this is an agenda. What's their agenda? And what's going on here? And like, what? Da, 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 da. It's an agenda. Yeah. If there's a matter that really affects your family, you know, maybe it makes it a little bit more personal. Um, but that's what I would say. Uh, and, and we can text back. Yeah. I, and I overall, hope, we don't uh, want these. These Q and A's are not to be political. We're addressing Jimmy's question about how yeah. do you handle political conversations with your spouse. So we just want you to be mindful that this is this is that that a lot of energy can go into a heated conversation that like neither one of you is going to change your mind and you don't have control over that like you can the most control you can have right now is just how you vote right like that's like and vote the way you want to vote and know that someone else is going to maybe vote differently and and move on move on focus on the conversations you can have where you and your spouse collectively can uh make the change that you want for your future and that's, that's Jimmy we... summarized it great sounds like it's an emotional sound trap and that's best to avoid for the benefit of a successful mm-hmm. life amen <laughs> absolutely and the more you allow those things to dissipate that you don't have control of the more that you can actually uh, make decisions about how you want to live a, a successful life. Um, I, I want to get to... I just want to say hi to Greg. Okay. Thank you. I want to get con- I, uh, control. I, <laughs> I want control. Well, here's the deal. Speaking you, of the government... Do you want to stay on? Uh, that's fine. I'll, I'll stay I have, on. Uh, I have to go pick up the kids. They changed the school hours. and They didn't so, change the school hours. Well, we they started didn't... our son in daycare, and that room is not open as late as our... Daughter. So and they didn't tell us. Because of an external situation... <laughs> 
our lives have now altered a little bit and yeah. I've got to take him at a dance soon. We just, okay. we committed to doing these on Wednesdays. We wanted to stay with that. And uh, I, you go okay. because you I want to address questions. Nicole's question and yeah. any other comments that come in. Cool. And so Nicole, I know you text more in, uh, in the text thread. Thank you for that. I will respond uh, actually while I'm sitting in the car waiting for my daughter to do her dance class in about an hour. Uh, more, but I want to address Nicole's question. Nicole, if you're still on, just pop a comment in so I actually know that I'm still talking to you. Um, <laughs> but but I want to talk about Nicole's question without giving away all the details because there's personal details in the in the um, text thread. But to summarize, Nicole, um, you were together with your boyfriend. You guys each have a history of having your own personal struggles, as we all do. Um, they're personal to you. And uh, you love him very dearly, but you guys were not having a, um, a a great outcome in your relationship. Things were not going in the right direction. So you moved out and have separated and are working on yourselves, um, which is, again, the only thing you can control. So you're working on yourself uh, individually. And uh, your question really was, like, is there such a thing of having a blank slate uh, is there hope for us in the future, essentially? And then it sounds like from what I got from like one of your last comments was that, and uh, awesome, you're still here, Nicole. So feel free to, you know, anything you can fill in, or if you just want to text back, I've got the text, uh, window open, uh, here, here as well, uh, with the comments, but, um, it sounds like maybe you have some friends and some outside influences and people that are telling you certain things about like, this will never work out. Like you have some negative external influences. So step one, we all have negative external influences. Um, know that while friends can be, and I think uh, Alan or somebody kind of said this earlier. Um, actually, I want to go back up here and, and read Alan's uh, comment or just kind of summarize it is uh, while friends can be great, um, oftentimes, uh, our closest friends and family, uh, care about us so much that they may not always give us the best advice. And there's an analogy, uh, about if you were to put, uh, crabs, like the crabs that most of us, you know, some people eat, if you were to put crabs in a five gallon bucket and one of those crabs starts to crawl up the side of the bucket to get out because they're trapped, the other crabs will actually knock that crab down back into the bucket. And so it's the it's you know the crab bucket analogy, the crab bucket theory. And um, you may have experienced this in your own personal life where you uh, are making progress in a certain direction. You've gotten into a new relationship that you're excited about. You've got a new job. Maybe you want to move out of uh, a place that you've been or maybe your hometown. And it's often those family and close friends that think they're doing you a favor by saying, oh, don't do that. Don't do this. You shouldn't be with him. Watch out for this. You know, all of these things, because they think they're protecting you. One, they don't fully understand your life. And two, people act mostly out of their own fear of change. So even though they think they're giving you advice, they're acting out of their own fear of change. Well, what happens if you move? What happens if you stay in this relationship? Now, if you're in a, in a relationship and it's unhealthy, it's maybe abusive or uh, it's not healthy for you and you have 
friends legitimately supporting you saying, hey, I'm not sure this is the best for you. Let's talk about it. That's a different situation. So this is a very kind of thin line that you have to make a decision, but it comes back to that intuition. What are you thinking? What are you feeling like when you lay awake at night or in those silent fleeting moments and fleeting thoughts when you're driving in the car, when you're in the shower, like these are when the downloads happen uh, of when like, it's just these fleeting thoughts where we get these like, ah, should I, should I not? I should do this. I shouldn't do this. I should leave my relationship. I should work harder on my relationship. Um, That's really when we get the downloads. And so I would say if you have an intuition and you have a support system that is sort of supporting that, then you know, okay, like I've got an outside perspective. I've got an internal message. This this seems like the right way to go. If you've got an intuition and you feel uh, like something is the right thing to do and you've got outside influences that maybe are acting out of their own fear, their own jealousy, their own misunderstanding, and they haven't actually taken the time to get to understand your situation and offer quality advice, um, they could just be acting out of their own fear. There was never any abuse. Totally get that. And I didn't think that was the case, Um, Nicole. I'm just kind of generalizing more your situation. Um, And here's here's the other thing I want to say about taking advice from friends. If your friends that you're listening to don't have the type of relationship that you want, I wouldn't listen to them about relationship advice. If your friends don't have the type of body and health that you want, I wouldn't listen to them for health advice. If your friends don't have uh, the type of wealth and mindset and money that you desire to have, I wouldn't listen to them for financial advice, right? And we tend to group and be friends with people that kind of have similar results in their life. And so I think it was Alan uh, that that said, maybe it was somebody else earlier in the comments that said... uh, he had he didn't have a good experience of listening to people that were close to him, but once he expanded his circle, once he got some outside perspective, uh, because here's the thing, people that you don't really know very well, but you build a relationship with and they care for you, they're much more likely to tell you the truth and an objective opinion than the people that are so close to you. And, and I love the saying, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame, And basically, like, you don't know the blind spots. You don't know the challenges. You don't know certain things in your life, and you must get an outside perspective. That's why we spent time last week in, you know, a mastermind group, both in person and and virtually online, to get around people that we don't really know that well, but we know that they care about us and they care about our outcomes because we're all there for a common goal to be better, to do better, to, to, to give back to society. And so having and finding those groups of people that can give you an outside perspective that's more unbiased and maybe uh, coming from a place of people that have walked the walk and, and have the results in their life, that's super helpful. Uh, That's a really long way, though, to get to what I think you want to know, Nicole, which is like, is all hope lost for our relationship because we couldn't make it work? And here's what I would say. No, it's not. Uh, I just don't think it is. I don't know you enough. I don't know all the details of your situation. So take that with a grain of salt. But based on what you have communicated to me thus far uh, is that 
you guys are working on yourselves. You guys are working on each other. Oh, and Scott Mann is on. Uh, th- this is this is one of our guys. Uh, so one of the guys we had the honor of working with last week. Um, thank you, Scott. But Nicole, you guys are working on on yourselves. And what I the piece of information that I don't have is, uh, does he have the same goal in mind? Does he want to be back in relationship? Uh, with you as much or somewhat equally as you want to be in relationship with him. That's what I don't know. I know you guys are working on on yourselves separately, uh, but what I'd be interested to know is, do you have a common goal for the future in mind? Um, I think that's very important. And if the answer is yes, that you guys are you know getting help and working on yourselves with a goal to get back together, um, relationships are tricky because, you know, a good goal has very specific outcomes and is based in time and is measurable and attainable, a a smart goal. Uh, Relationships can be a little bit more tricky um, and, and it can be challenging to try to put a timeline on some growth, but you do have to, to have some sort of measure of, Hey, uh, we're each going to go to therapy here over the next six months. Okay, he does. Uh, we're each going to go to therapy here over the next six months, and then we're going to come back together and we're going to see if we can work this thing out. That's something that I would suggest because otherwise, um, it feels a little nebulous. Like, well, we're working on each on 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 ourselves, but I don't really know where this leads or when it sort of converges back together or when the right time is. Um, and then one of you, you know, you're maybe ready and he's not quite ready. And like, it, it's just a weird, it can be kind of a weird thing. So, um, I would suggest putting some sort of timeline on it. I think six months is a very, uh, reasonable timeline, both in terms of, uh, it's not too far away, but it also gives you guys enough time to work on things individually. And it's also not so sure that it's like, oh, in three months, let's get back together and see how this is going, that you might get back together and some of the issues still aren't resolved. And so the relationship is still kind of in the same state, you know, where it was when you moved out. I think six months is a great time frame, And then it leaves you not guessing what the next step is. Because a little bit that I got from you know the the text communication was there's kind of there's a big unknown here like hey we're both working on ourselves I want to get back together but I don't know I don't know if that's even possible or when it would happen and so I think that if you can um, commit to each other six months I think that roughly brings us to March. Uh, you know, gets us through the holidays, gets us through the end of this year, gets us through the election, um, all the other, you know, crazy external influences that are happening around us and uh, gets you I- I- into the first part of next year and uh, and just agree, hey, we're going to come back together in six months. And, uh, and not that you can't talk to each other or check in with each other throughout that, but I would set that time in the future where... Um, you're working towards getting back together by March or June or whatever that is. I wouldn't do it sooner than six months, though. Um, uh, there's one other thing I want to say, you know, Nicole, on that and, and sort of in, in general for people is that we are attracted to the people that we're attracted to for a reason. Um, 
and you know, you guys have some common things in 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 uh, or some things in common uh, from your past, Nicole, based on on what you shared. And so we're attracted to people for a reason. And if I look back at some of my relationships that didn't work out, there was a pattern. The women looked different. They had different names, had different attributes. Um, but but there are certain things about them and their history. And this is the stuff that's sort of at an energetic level. Uh, we're attracted to certain people for a reason. And, and so you guys clearly have some, you know, karma, uh, uh, some, some things floating around in the universe, um, that brought you together and is bonded together. Sometimes those can be very toxic. Uh, I needed to change several things about myself, uh, before I could be so fortunate to, to find a woman like Kate. Um, and likewise, she had a lot of things. She was very depressed. She was a very negative person, somebody that I wouldn't want to have been in a relationship with, um, Based on what she shared with me, somebody I probably wouldn't have been in a relationship with had we have met, you know, even a year uh, or, or so earlier. So there are there are reasons we're attracted to people, and there are things that keep us like a moth to a flame that keep it drawing us back into uh, either that same person or different types of people. Uh, but I just I commend you, Nicole, because y- you sound like you're pretty clear on what you want. You guys are doing work. Uh, don't allow your family and friends and, and their, you know, if they don't have the types of relationships that you want, if they don't have um, uh, a solid understanding of everything that you guys have been through and, and how deep your love is for this man, uh, don't let them negatively influence the outcome. I, I'd love, you know, feedback. If you have other questions, Nicole, I'll, I'll pop over uh, to the to the text thread and uh, we can pick that up. Like I said, I, I sit in my car while my daughter goes to dance, and uh, I usually respond to uh, the text messages that we get during that time. So that's uh, that's what I'll be doing. Uh, Brian asked, my good buddy Brian Dietz popped one in. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this real quick, and and then I've got to go. Uh, and I see one from Bob that I'll I'll look at real quick. But Brian asked um, a question about how we decide who does what around the household. And I want to just answer this for a minute because I think this is something that's very important for us. We don't have traditional, um, you know, roles like, hey, wife, you need to cook and clean and do the laundry and take care of the kids and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to go out and hunt and kill the buffalo and, you know, bring home the food, right? Like, it's not a traditional, like, I'm going to go to work and make all the money. You're going to stay home and take care of everything in the house. Uh, we both work, and we both work now full time in our business. And uh, even when it wasn't full time in our business, and we were working for other people, uh, we both earned our own money. Uh, we use a joint account. We don't keep anything separate. Like there's nothing separate. We're a hundred percent committed team. Um, and in terms of the things, uh, like if laundry was left to me, it wouldn't get done, or I would hire somebody. Uh, Kate actually likes to do laundry, so she does laundry. I've offered to hire somebody to do laundry. Uh, She doesn't really want to do that yet. Um, So she does the laundry. I'm a better cook than she is, and I'm not afraid to say that because she would say the same thing. So uh, usually dinner is in my court, or uh, we've been using like a meal service that's super easy. They just send the ingredients, and you you use a recipe, and you cook it. Um, So we kind of share the food situation Bedtime, we've got three kids, uh, so she's usually with David, the the youngest. 
Uh, I usually am with, uh, you know, Charlotte, our two-year-old, and then obviously my my daughter, uh, Emma. Uh, so I do bedtime for them. Sometimes we alternate with Charlotte. Um, so I think we figure out, like, we've really just figured out, okay, what needs to get handled? What uh, do we have to do? What can we hire other people to do? Our house cleaners were here today. Um, we do our best to kind of keep our house up, but every two weeks we have somebody, uh, a husband and wife actually that come and clean our house. So, um, that, that we have somebody that kind of takes care of the cleaning and, uh, I don't mow the grass. Um, I don't take care of the outside yard. Kate could care less about anything outside. Uh, I have a little bit more desire to make the outside look nice. If you uh, are our neighbors listening, you know our house is the trashiest house on the neighborhood right now. The grass is dead. The dogs dug up the bushes. Uh, but guess what? We don't care. Like uh, what our yard looks like doesn't pay our bills right now. So um, we hire somebody to take care of the grass. And I don't ever want to do anything outside. So my yard will look phenomenal when I'm able to pay somebody for my yard to look phenomenal. And we've just made those you know, we've just made those decisions as we bump into things. Like, what do we have to take care of? What do we like? What do we don't like? Um, and it doesn't go without friction. And, and you know, our therapist helped us with us a few months ago where Kate felt like, and I'll cook, and then I suck at cleaning up. And so Kate felt like she was always doing the dishes, and she's like, oh, I've got to handle all these things and always the dishes. And so the therapist was like, okay, um, Two nights a week, Kate's going to cook. And Tanner's not going to say anything about what Kate cooks. And he's just going to, you know, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to eat it, even if I don't like it, because, again, I'm a better cook than she is, and I don't like everything that she cooks. So uh, that's what's going to happen. Kate's going to cook, and then I'm going to do the dishes. And then on the nights where I cook, Kate will do the dishes. And, um, you know, we don't always follow that, but it's just things like that. Like, I think once you're committed to a partnership and figuring things out with your significant other, your spouse, uh, you know, even girlfriend, boyfriend scenario. Like once you say, hey, we're, I'm commit, we're committed to each other and we're committed to figuring this thing out. Then all of these little things that pop up about the day to day and this and who's getting the kids and what's going on. Then it's then it's a little bit more just like, well, let's just figure it out. What I see happen a lot is that spouses aren't fully in on their, or people in general, aren't fully in on their relationship and their commitment to each other. And so then because they're not connected at a deeper level, the fights come up about the garbage and the dishes and the dinner and the money and all this other stuff. And, and we pick these, these things that aren't actually the problem to fight about because we haven't resolved the actual relationship and and the connection to each other and the commitment to each other, and uh, and that's uh, what I experienced in my previous relationship, and uh, and we just we see that with people that we coach. Let me let me read real quick, Brian. Dishes is a great example. I would clean up. Told I did it wrong. She'd be upset. She felt like it needed to be done again. It made me not want to do things. Oh, uh, yeah. Everybody, here's a funny thing, right? Everybody knows the right way to load the dishwasher and it, or dish, whatever it is. Uh, and it's not uh, how the other person, you know, how the other person likes it. Uh, we had it, I think this was on an interview that we did recently uh, where it was dishes. And the guy was like, what? I do the dishes. And the wife was like, yeah, but like they're still dirty when you're done. 
you know, and like you scrub them and like, but there's still like food on them and, and I don't want dirty dishes. So I think it's those things. And I get it, Brian, you do something and then you get, you know, harped at for the way you did it. And you're like, well, fine, I won't do it. But I think that's just a conversation point to say, okay, um, do, you know, would you rather do this? Um, or would you like to show me like what could be different that would kind of ease this, this in your mind about how I'm doing this? Like it's, it's not about right or wrong. Be open to the fact that, you know, you could load the dishwasher differently or maybe, you know, wipe the table down a little bit, like whatever it is. Like I would ask her like, Hey, how could I do this so that you're not, uh, like this doesn't bother you when I'm done. And it may just be something that she's like totally OCD and fixated on and and you will never do it right. And if that's the case, then you've got to like acknowledge that too and be like, I I, I feel like I'm fighting a losing battle. Uh, I want to contribute, but you seem to really have control around this, this dishes thing. Um, And you got, you got to just be able to have that conversation and it doesn't have to be a fight and it doesn't have to be a, you're right. And I'm wrong. It just needs to be an identification of like, this is friction. And by the way, this goes far beyond cleaning and dishes, right? Where dishes is a great example, but uh, it goes far beyond that where any of those friction points in your relationship, just call them out and be like, hey, like, I don't want to fight about dishes anymore. Like, can I do something different? Like, teach me, you know, like I always take the approach of like, I, I must be doing something wrong. You're upset. I must be doing something wrong here. Can you help me? Uh, and that's not a submissive, uh, she has my balls sort of thing. That's just a humility. Like, I want to work this out sort of like, can we figure this out? Can can you can you let me know? Um, so that that's that. Good, great question, Brian. Um, Jimmy says, uh, yeah, you know, Jimmy, from the food perspective, uh, food delivery, and we we just worked on this with one of our clients. Like it in my mind, it seemed like oh, this is so expensive, and we're paying, and it seems like such an elitist thing to like. I mean, we just got all this food shipped to us and dropped on our doorstep yesterday, and all I have to do is take it out and just make it. Um, but when you add up how much money you're spending on eating out buying shit at the grocery store that you don't need because it's on the end cap or it's on sale or whatever. And, uh, and, and any other sort of areas where you're not a master planner of your food and in control of your food, you are going to find that you're likely spending, uh, as much, if not more money by thinking, Oh, I'm going to do it all myself and I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm about da 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 uh, versus like, cool, just ship me the ingredients that I need. Keep my ass out of the grocery store because I will buy all the stuff that I don't need to eat. And it's on sale. It's on the end cap. It's whatever. Um, and then food waste, like how much stuff are you buying at the grocery store that ultimately like you end up throwing away for one reason or another. So when you're able to just step back and again, this is with food, but it relates to money and everything else in your life, like step back from the situation and make it not personal about you and more about like, I have this situation in my life. How can I make it better? Because it's not working for me. And then it's not about, oh, you are right or wrong, or you did this, or there's a right way. It's simply, I've got this situation in my life that I want to make better. Maybe it's with your spouse. Maybe it's you individually and be able to look at it objectively. Uh, I've found that to be one of the best ways to 
not be emotionally attached to uh, the outcome and making changes. And then it becomes easier to say, I don't know, let's try a meal service. You know, we've, we've used a half dozen of them. And I don't feel like we found like the thing that we're just like, we don't have to worry about this anymore. Uh, it's a constant thing where we're like, wow, we need to find this. Uh, something that works for us, something that we know we can budget and plan for. We're not quite there yet. Uh, Jimmy, curious to know the service that that you've used. Uh, uh, we use Green Chef, and uh, happy to happy to hear any feedback that you have. Um, Alan had. I thought it was Alan. Alan's talking. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about the teachers and stuff. Like that's a whole other topic and and political. Uh, uh, I don't know where. If Kate was here, she would be able to talk. Uh, following your heart, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm looking for the comment here. Bob's got something. Somebody somebody had said that they uh, weren't quite sure about their purpose. Uh, I'll go back and find the comments. I've got to get my daughter to dance class anyway, so I'll go find the comment and 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 respond back in there uh, again. Nicole, Brian, Jimmy. Uh, everybody else that, that has chimed in here and given feedback, thank you all so much. And uh, we'll be back. This episode will be up on the podcast on Friday. And uh, we've got a great episode coming up next Monday with a woman by the name of Jody Chafee. She specializes in uh, basically family culture and uh, just a lot of great nuggets that, that came out of that interview with Jody. So keep an eye out for that on Monday. And uh, we'll be back next Wednesday and be a little bit more consistent on the, the time that we're able to get on and do these. Until then, thank you so much. And uh, feel free to hit that number in the, uh, the description there and text us if you want to take the conversation uh, offline. Thanks, everybody. Thanks yep. for listening to this episode of The One Relationship. Be sure to subscribe right now. And we'd love it if you could do us a quick favor, too. Please rate and review this podcast. This will help others who want to strengthen their marriage discover our content. To get our free marriage manifesto today, head over to theonerelationship.com. And while you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Just hit the Contact Us button and send us your questions and feedback. Join us next time for more Real Talk on The One Relationship.